You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the, 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 the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app because we are the only 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week free source for all the fantasy sports, gambling, news, entertainment, analysis, insight, information to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Also, big shout-out if you're watching live on the YouTube live stream. You could be watching live on Twitter, on Periscope. So many different ways these days to come on inside to Studio 34 and join the hashtag StatsOverBeatCypher. We got a good show for you on a Tuesday. I got my guys down in the fantasy pit of misery. Dilly Dilly to uh, Chris Bavona, the manimal down there. Also, we got Danny Otto, as always, monitoring the YouTube chat stream. We're going to be going to them a little bit later on in the show when we do the freestyle with the Stats Overbeat Cypher, see what y'all are talking about. You can talk about anything. That's why we call it the freestyle. And your boy right here, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, the stable genius, will holler at you. We got a good show for you, though. Listen, there is drama with two of the top teams in the NBA that are starting to bubble up. I'm going to talk about that. We got some time between now and the Super Bowl, so we're going to start talking about some other sports, some basketball, a little bit of uh, Major League Baseball, whether it be the hot stove, whether it be the Hall of Fame ballots that are coming out pretty soon. We're also going to start getting into the Olympics as well. I talked a little bit about that Ali Raceman testimony. So a lot of things coming. Um, don't, don't fret. Just that football is winding to a close. We also, like I said, we always are talking about you know player safety, the CTE, the concussion protocol. Well, I have a story on the other side. Um, interesting story uh, about almost $400,000 was raised to go to CTE research. I'll tell you how and why a little bit later on in the show. And then later on, we put the fun in functional sports radio, as you know. I got a couple of stories I want to get into. One is... How is Derek Jeter alienating fans even more than trading players away? We've been talking about this. I've been mentioning it. I want to get to that story. And, yo, we do the stats over beats, Cypher. We got young cars in the effect. You heard my man, uh, Chris, the analyst venture. We have another rapping athlete to uh, sample a little bit of today. And uh, word is that this one is not bad. So we want to hear what you have to say about that. And as always, we got a poll question up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter at Spittin' Speed. You can follow me. I want to know which of these teams in the NBA, which drama is more. The Cleveland Cavaliers going on right now with Kevin Love. Is he sick? Is he not? The San Antonio Spurs with Kawhi Leonard being disconnected from the team. We'll get into that a little bit later on. We got news and notes from around the NFL, and we're going to get into that as soon as we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
The Sharpest Fantasy Sports Minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com slash radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. Live from Bedford-Stuyvesant, the livest one, representing BK to the fullest. Gats, I pull it. Bastards ducking when Big B bucking. Chicken heads be clucking in my back room. Oh, we can't say that, though. It is your boy Speed, the spitting statistician right here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's my man, the Manimal, dropping the, dropping the uh, roar right there. Yo, uh... Last week, y'all were in the chat room, and y'all were saying that we need a manimal cam. We need a camera on our guy, Chris Bavona, the manimal. Let me tell you something. There's part of me that thinks that is an incredible idea. There's part of me that thinks that you guys don't really want to see the manimal at work. It can get a little hectic down there in the fantasy pit of misery, but we got to look into that. Maybe we'll try and get a little camera there and make a manimal cam sure enough. Let me know if that's what y'all want. In uh in the chat room, let me know if that's what y'all want. Hit me up at Spitting Speeds. Let's get into this news and notes from around the NFL. Biggest news coming out today is out of Dallas, where Stephen Jones says, and Stephen Jones, obviously Jerry Jones' kid, he's one of the vice presidents of the team, says that Des Bryant, quote unquote, can be a distraction. That is not the kind of language you want to hear about yourself here in the offseason. I don't think they're not going to you know, have some kind of divorce. Des Bryant will be a cowboy. My question, though, is are they kind of priming the pump to ask Des Bryant to take a pay cut? I've been saying all season long, if you listen to the show, if you're part of the cypher, you know, I do not believe Des Bryant is an elite receiver. He is not getting separation. And when you were just a boss and can box out, that's one thing. But I was telling you, up against good cornerbacks this season, they are making him disappear. Whether it was Peterson, whether it was Jackrabbit Jenkins and others, he was not able to really do it against the best. Check out what um, Stephen Jones had to say. And I quote, the chemistry between Dak and Dez is different than between Tony Romo and Dez. It hasn't hit on all cylinders how the connection works. It's a work in progress, he said. And we just have to really get our hands around it when you look at the full body of work together where that's headed. And I'm telling you, I don't disagree with Stephen Jones. You saw a ton of times this season Dez throwing tantrums on the sideline. So this bears watching. I think, though, that like I said, just prime of the pump for him to uh, to ask him basically to take a pay cut and renegotiate his contract. Also keep an eye, Peter King says, you need to watch for Le'Veon Bell potentially this offseason going to the Oakland Raiders. That would be very, very interesting. Remember, I philosophized at one point. It was really out there. I was talking about the Detroit Lions as a potential spot for him. You know, you got the stable quarterback entering his prime, unlike Big Ben, who's probably got one year left. You have an improving offensive line. Well, in Oakland, you have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You also have a young, ascending, stable quarterback, and by, I mean stable as per his contract situation, right? And a team that is, you know, 
ready to go. So that could be very interesting. At least that's what Peter King says. So keep an eye on that. Other news, Josh Allen, this quarterback out of Wyoming, many people expect him to be a first round, if not a top 10 pick in the upcoming NFL draft. There are reports now that he says he wants to be part of the Cleveland Browns. He wants the Browns to take him at one or four overall. He would be happy to be a quarterback in Cleveland. And I quote, he says, I want to be the guy that turns it around there. Whoever does that will be immortalized in Cleveland forever. And listen, I like the way the kid's thinking, okay? Same could be said for the Cleveland Cavaliers after LeBron gets them that team. They are immortalized forever. If you are the guy that turns around the Cleveland Browns, it'll be even better than the guys who were on the Red Sox when they won after the curse or the curse of the Billy Goat in Chicago with the Cubs and that team that is now, you know, they will never have to pay for a drink in that city again. Same could be said for Josh Allen if he were to go into the Cleveland Browns and actually turn them into a contender. Here's the other thing, though. This kid might be crazy like a fox, right? Because it sounds like they've got Todd Haley now as an offensive coordinator. It sounds like they're still going to have Hugh Jackson as a quarterback. A lot of people that can help develop a young quarterback. Remember what I said when the Titans wound up hiring a Vrabel and some of these other defensive hires? The priority needs to be to develop the quarterback. And in Cleveland with Haley and Hugh Jackson, they do have the capability to do so. The question is, will the Cleveland Browns actually pull the trigger on a guy like Josh Allen? Also, Back up in Minnesota, remember the Minnesota Vikings were eliminated on Sunday by Philadelphia Eagles. Their head coach, uh, Mike Zimmer, is non-committal on bringing Case Keenum back as his quarterback. He's been non-committal about Case Keenum all season long. The question remains, though, will Case Keenum still be tied to Pat Shermer, who, remember, he just accepted a job as the new head coach of the New York football Giants. Maybe maybe uh, that is more likely with Keenum moving along now. I've been saying for a while, I think Mike Zimmer wants Teddy Bridgewater. The question is, will he be able to pay for Teddy Bridgewater and still have a viable backup? Because remember, Teddy Bridgewater has missed a year, year and a half of action after that catastrophic knee injury. We still have yet to see him. And remember, he was only a second-year player before the injury, and it's not like he was a pro bowler either, okay? So really, do you want to push your chips into the middle of the table with Teddy Bridgewater? I'm not so sure. If you listen Listen to the stats over Beat Cypher. I said the Minnesota Vikings would have a very interesting decision at the quarterback position with all three of them being free agents. And now, you know, Keenum regressed in that last game. Do you want to offer him $15 million a year? I don't think you do. Can you offer Teddy Bridgewater that kind of cash when you haven't seen him? Sam Bradford is made out of bubble wrap, so will that work? I don't think so either. They got to figure it out. I'm interested to see what the Vikings do. Last uh, piece of news and notes I'll give you. Larry Fitzgerald still has not decided on his future in the NFL if he's going to retire or not. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that even if he doesn't retire, he won't be back with Arizona. If he does, he'll go somewhere like New England where he can just try to win a ring. They said he had a long, quote-unquote, in-depth talk with their new head coach, Steve Wilkes. But again, this is another defensive mind. So what does that mean for the offensive side of the ball? You got David Johnson. You could have Larry Fitzgerald. But really, do you have anything else? And is that enough to go to war in the NFC West when you have the likes of Russell Wilson? You have the ascending Los Angeles Rams with Jared Goff. And Todd Gurley, and everybody knows you got Jimmy GQ and Kyle Shanahan there in San Francisco. Speaking 
of Jimmy GQ. He's doing pretty well for himself. Everybody loves him out there in the Bay Area, but check this out. Do you realize that he still has bonus clauses from his New England Patriots contract? Do you realize that because the Patriots have already made the Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo and his backup quarterback contract, he has already got $79,000 as a bonus? Check this out. If the Patriots win the Super Bowl in a week and a half, he gets another bonus of another $112,000. Get this. If the Patriots lose the Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles, Jimmy G still, via bonus, will pocket another $56,000. He's got seventy nine already. He's guaranteed from the Patriots' playoff run to get at least another $135,000 in bonuses. This, where he is building his legend in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. I find that very, very interesting. Okay, here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I told you about the CTE research that just got a boost. I tell you all the time here in the Stats Over Beat Cypher how we talk about player safety. Is it real? Is it not? Unfortunately, I don't know if you remember Rashawn Salam. Rashawn Salam was a running back. I believe he went to Colorado in college. Won the Heisman Trophy. Okay, he won the Heisman Trophy back in the day. Uh, was in and out of the league, mostly with Chicago and the NFL. He fell on hard times. He sold his Heisman Trophy in 2014, and then unfortunately in December of 2016, he died in what was ruled as a suicide. Remember, they believe, his family believes he had CTE. Pretty much all running backs probably do because of the collisions, right? And so we don't know what happened. He ultimately took his own life in 2016. Well, check this out, though. There's a company, SCP Auctions of California, where what they do with their auctions is they raise money for CTE research. Rashawn Salam's Heisman went via auction, forget this, $399,608 over the weekend. That is a record for any sale of the Heisman Trophy or any auction of the Heisman Trophy. The previous record was 395000 for Bruce P. Smith's trophy, the 1941 Heisman Award winner. And yes, O.J. Simpson, who won the award in 1968, his award was sold via auction in 1999 for $255,000. I want to tip my cap right quick to SCP Auctions of California raising nearly $400,000 to CTE research and I think it's very fitting that it was Rashawn Salam's Heisman Trophy that did that because unfortunately Rashawn Salam took his own life in 2016. Many people believe he had CTE and now it is going forward. At least that trophy is going to fund more research. When we come back here on the fantasy freestyle i talk about these two nba teams that have designs on a championship but have drama in the locker room right now it's the fantasy freestyle with the stable genius speed the spitting statistician come on right back fantasy freestyle oh, oh! Hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Pizzapia. Baseball is back, and that means the Fantasy Baseball Black Book is back as well. It's me, it's Paul Spore writing starting pitching profiles. It's Jake Seeley. It's Sammy Reed writing DFS. It's a whole lot of greatness right here for you. You can get the new Fantasy Black Book for baseball on Amazon, on iTunes. You can get it in paperback. You can get it for your Kindle. You can get it anywhere you want, but make sure you get it, because once you go Black Book, you never go back. 
but I won't stop now. You can hate me now, but I won't stop now. We got the Manimal using a little bit of Nas. Nostradamus as we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got the stable genius, the spitting statistician, your man Speeds here on the Fantasy Freestyle. At the top of the show, I told you that we got a poll question up on Twitter. You could always follow me at Spittin' Speeds if you want to holler at me. I love the stats over beat cipher. The poll question that I have up is which of these top two NBA teams do you think is going to be more distracted by some of the news, some of the drama that's in their orbit? these days and I'm talking about the Spurs and I'm talking about the Cavs and ironically they play each other tonight so I thought it was a fitting time to talk about this a little bit okay let's talk first about the Spurs Kawhi Leonard one of the best I don't know four players in the NBA you got LeBron you got Steph you got you know Kevin Durant you got Anthony Davis and then you know you got Kawhi Leonard is a two-way all-star, okay? Kawhi Leonard has missed a lot of time this year because of a quad injury that the Spurs are just saying is not responding to rehab, is just not healing the way they expect. And there are a lot of reports out there right now that Kawhi, after months of the rehab and the starting and the stopping and the treatment that he's getting on this quad, is being diagnosed, by the way, right now as quad tendinopathy. And there's been talk and reports out there that he's got a little disgruntled, that he is quote-unquote distant and disconnected from the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, the GM of the team, R.C. Buford, he discussed this a little bit, okay? So check this out. And I quote, There is no issue between the Spurs organization and Kawhi, Buford says. From day one, all parties have worked together to find the best solutions to his injury. This has been difficult for everyone. It's been difficult for Kawhi. He's an elite-level player. It's been difficult for the team. They want to be able to play with a great teammate. And it's been difficult for our staff because historically we've been able to successfully manage injuries, but this rehab hasn't gone simple and it hasn't gone in a linear fashion. I think this is very interesting. It's kind of You see how they're like trying to cover their own butt? Already, they're like, oh, it's not only hard for Kawhi, it's hard for the teammates because they want to play with Kawhi. It's hard for our staff because we can't figure out how to make him better. And I can see, listen, this is also a team similar to the Patriots. Right? Where it is one voice. It is Greg Popovich. And that's about it. You see the way Pop does, like, the in-between quarter interviews, you know. He... Similar to Bill Belichick, people th- say he's funny when you get to know him, but he's very cold, very stern, and it's one voice coming out of that franchise. You don't usually ever hear about any Spurs feeling disgruntled. This is a first, but it's actually a second, because earlier this season and right before the season, we heard reports that LaMarcus Aldridge also maybe wanted to request a trade, wanted to maybe get out of San Antonio, and then, you know, him and Pop kind of hashed it out, and now they're on good terms, and now everything's all good. But I'm a little bit concerned about this because, listen, Kawhi Leonard, when Kawhi was on the Spurs, they even, remember, if you remember the Western Conference Finals, they had the Golden State Warriors in that first game. They were up by, like, 30 points on them in game one, and then Kawhi goes down, and you know the rest. Golden State rolls to their uh, NBA championship, their second in three years. Here's what I think is also interesting. Continuing, in my opinion, Buford and the organization to try to go a little CYA— and not necessarily really back up their MVP candidate, Kawhi Leonard. They also said, R.C. Buford says, We sought outside expertise with the best tendon experts in the world, 
But get this. It worked beautifully for Tony Parker, but it hasn't worked the same for Kawhi. It's almost like they're throwing up their hands saying, listen, we do everything we can. It worked fine for Tony Parker. We don't know why it's not working with Kawhi. Almost like putting the blame on Kawhi for him being injured and him missing all this time. Kawhi Leonard has missed. He missed the first 27 games of the season. Then he played in nine games, and then they shut him down again. Remember, Greg Popovich said that he didn't re-injure it. He just said he hasn't responded the way we wanted to, and we're erring on the side of caution. Here's the thing. The Spurs are still 30-18. and 18. They're the three seed in the Western Conference right now. But I wonder, like, they're not going to be able to get past Houston or get past Golden State without Kawhi Leonard. So I wonder if they're really if it's right to let him rest up, let him rehab and then you know come late February he comes back for the stretch run of like the last 30 games or so. But you're starting to hear cracks in the Spurs facade, similar, in my opinion, very much to the New England Patriots. I mean, whether it's Belichick and Brady or whether it's Popovich and, you know, his chain of stars in San Antonio, we're talking about 15, 20 years of a run literally at the top of the sport. That doesn't happen a lot. Might it be coming to a close in San Antonio? The other place is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I think this is an issue. Uh, so Kevin Love left the recent game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which they wound up losing by like 25, 30 points, giving up 148 points to Oklahoma City. Love left after three minutes, and he said he was sick. Then he missed the team practice on Sunday. Said he was sick. And Monday, they had a team meeting, players-only meeting, where teammates, quote-unquote, questioned the legitimacy of his illness. A lot of players are also acknowledging after a loss last week to Golden State that there's been some finger pointing in the locker room, growing discontent in the locker room. And listen, this has happened before with Cleveland. Remember last year heading into the playoffs, they looked like blunt guts trash, and then they proverbially flipped the switch. A lot of people don't think they can flip the switch this year, this time around. There's a lot of reasons why. One, their roster is a lot older than it's been. In previous seasons, my man Tony Sincata last hour also added that they don't have enough size. They're playing Kevin Love at the five. Tristan Thompson comes in. That's the only rim protection rebounding they have. So it's a smaller team, more wear and tear. You got Isaiah Thomas at like five foot eight playing point guard. But give up their defensive issues lately have been pretty crazy. They've given up over 100 points in 10 of their last 11 games. They are 29th in the NBA in deficient, uh, defensive efficiency rating. 29th out of 30. Okay, They've gone 1-6 and six against the top teams in each conference. They've gone 3-9 and nine in their last 12 games. They are now, I believe, the four seed in the East or the three seed in the East and sinking like a rock when you got Boston already at the top, Toronto getting ahead of them. You got other teams in there like um, after Toronto, you got like uh, Washington as well. They are not the studs in the East. They used to be like kind of a fait accompli for LeBron James. I think he's been in the NBA Finals the last seven years in a row. Keep an eye on this. LeBron James himself says, and I quote, we would easily get bounced early in the playoffs if they started next weekend. I haven't even begun to think about the postseason. The question, though, is will they make a move? Will they make a move and make a trade? We're hearing reports that George Hill, the guard out of Sacramento, may go there. But here's the thing for me. 
LeBron, you've already gotten all the moves. The team is comp- comprised exactly how you wanted. People joke that LeBron is the general manager of the Cavs. He got a coach fired in David Blatt last year. You know, they wanted he wanted the organization to re-sign his boy Tristan Thompson, and they did. They got Isaiah Thomas already. They they signed his other boy Dwayne Wade to come on back. LeBron is pretty much getting everything he wants. He has Isaiah Thomas. He has Dwayne Wade. He has Kevin Love. He has three other All Stars on his team. Like, what else do you really need, LeBron? I know LeBron is having an amazing season, and I know LeBron is like the Pope when it comes to the NBA, and you can never say anything negative about him, but at some point, you got to whip your team into shape. you got to commit to defense on that side of the ball, and you got to make it better. You can't just flip the lights on come late March or early April and think it's going to work. This is now what? You're like 17th season in the NBA or something like that? It's crazy. All right, you're going to be the youngest player to ever get to 30,000 points. You know, you're on the Mount Rushmore. It, at some point, you have to stop being like, well, give me more talent. Give me more talent. And you have to make it happen. And I don't know that they're going to be able to make it happen in Cleveland this year. In fact, I think the window may be closing for LeBron. And I think that when the window closes on LeBron in Cleveland, he's going to up and go. And I think this time he will go to Los Angeles. And the Lakers were about eh, six months away from that. But keep it locked. This could be the end of LeBron back home in Cleveland. But like I said, we got a poll question up there right now on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. I ask you, which NBA team drama would be more detrimental for their team's champions' hopes this season? I said, is it the Spurs and Kawhi? Is it the Cavs and Kevin Love? Is it both? Is it that both of them are very concerning? Or do you think neither is... uh, really a big day and this is just a blip on the sports news cycle in a slow point in time right now 37 percent of you say calves and the drama with love is a big deal and then 20 percent of you say both are concerning so that means 57 percent of you think that the calves have issues that means 40% of you think the Spurs have issues. 23% of you say neither will matter. And here's the, the thing. Maybe neither will because neither one of these teams are good enough to contend. You know, you got the chase for Golden State, right? And they seem to still be cruising. But what about these other teams, the Boston Celtics, the Houston Rockets, even teams like Minnesota in the West, teams like Toronto in the East? Uh... The days could be numbered for the Cleveland Cavaliers and the San Antonio Spurs. And there's finally, like I said, these two teams are playing against each other. It's in San Antonio tonight. I told you about how bad the Cleveland defense has been, giving up over 100 points. And, you know, the Spurs are still the number one defense in the NBA. The Spurs are still 30-18, and 18, even without Kawhi Leonard. How are the Cleveland Cavaliers one- or two-point favorites on the road tonight? I do not know. It is the name value of the public. I'm telling you right now, fade the public and bet the Spurs tonight. When we come back, though, we put the fun in functional sports radio, and we check in on the stats overbeat cipher. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I talk about the stats overbeat cipher all the time. So many ways to join. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. You could also go into the YouTube chat room at any time. We got Danny Otto over there monitoring the chat. We'll check in with him a little bit later on in the show. But you could also call in to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. The number to call is 844-843-6879. And we do, in fact, have a caller. Let's bring in right now to the Fantasy Freestyle. Chris is out there in New Mexico. What's going on, Chris? You're on the Fantasy Freestyle. How can we help you? What's going on, brother? How you, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. What's going on, Chris? All right, man. So I got a question about fantasy baseball. Ooh. Ever since, you know, the football season ended, I feel like I just have this emptiness in my life. I hear and you. I need to replace it somehow. So I was thinking about making a fantasy baseball league. But my question is, what do you think is the best platform for fantasy baseball? And then do you have like any advice for a first-time commissioner? Okay, that's a great call, and thank you for the call, uh, Chris. Um, I want to help fill the emptiness in your life. I thought that was uh, that was interesting that uh, Chris is now like in the doldrums here. Um, and first of all. Let me tell you something, Chris. Um, I hear you when it comes to the kind of the emptiness in your life. I'm reminded back in the day, um, I had an ex-girlfriend who was really into like going to museums and stuff like that. And I wound up telling her that, listen, in mid-February to like mid-March, that's when I'll go with you to a museum. You know, I'm not going to go during baseball season or football season. So one of the things you could always do, Chris, is you can get a little culture out there in New Mexico. Go check out some museums or something like that to help fill the emptiness in your life. But getting to your question, um, the platform, I mean, all the platforms that are out there, I think are okay. I don't think, um, you know, whether it's, I, I, a lot of times I use Yahoo. Personally, I know CBS does a lot. I know uh, ESPN does a lot. I'm, I personally am partial to Yahoo, right? However, the one thing I will say, you said advice for kind of like a first-time commissioner, and I have some. I like, I like head-to-head. I like head-to-head a little bit better than Roto because in Roto, sometimes, you know, by June, you're so dead in these categories, and there's so many teams that are just um, – out of contention, and it's so hard to make your way back up in Roto. So I personally, I like head-to-head. I know a lot of other people on this network talk about Roto. I know the King Scott Angle does. I know um, uh, Greg Sussman does. I know Mike Florio and Frankie Stamp do as well. I personally like the head-to-head because I like also every week being able to compete against someone. You know, being able to text us and be like, yo, I got you 7-3 right now. So I like that aspect of head-to-head. And if you do that, I also want to tell you a couple of things I think in terms of the categories that are important. 
What I would do, Chris, is I would not use average as a category. I would not use batting average. Much better than batting average is on-base percentage. And to be quite honest, I wouldn't even use on-base percentage. I would use OPS, which is on-base plus slugging. I think that is a better stat than batting average. Similarly, on the pitching side, I hate using the category of wins. Wins is so fra- like you know up in the air these days. You can get a guy that has a great outing and then the bullpen blows it. You also wind up getting wins sometimes from relievers. I don't like that. Instead, I like using quality starts as a category over wins. And then also, you know, traditionally it's five by five if you're going to go head to head. And you got, you know, runs, home runs, uh, ribbies, stolen bases. And then I would not use average. I would use a category like OPS instead. Then on the pitching side, you got, you know, um, ERA and whip and strikeouts and saves. And I would use quality starts instead of wins as a measure to keep it as a nice, clean 5 by 5 If you want to add other stats like K per 9 on the pitching side, total bases on the hitting side, use on-base percentage and OPS, stuff like that, I think you can do it. But if you're a first-time commissioner, I recommend the nice little 5 by 5 head-to-head, but I would use OPS instead of average, and I would use quality starts instead of wins. But thanks for the call out there, Chris, in New Mexico. I hope we can help fill the emptiness in your life at least for one hour here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All right, um, here's where we're going to go. We are, you know, on the Fantasy Freestyle, we talk a lot about, you know, stats over beats. And sometimes athletes like to get in there and show their lyricism. Last week we played a little Cole Beasley. We played some Le'Veon Bell in the past. We played some Lonzo Ball in the past. Out there in the universe... People consider Damian Lillard to be the best uh, rapping athlete right now. Okay, uh, Iman Shumpert has got bars. We even played our guy Chris the Analyst Ventra back in the day. But one of the things we're going to do during the doldrums to help the emptiness in your life, whether it's Chris in New Mexico or otherwise, is uh, I've found some more rap, uh, rapping athletes. And we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give uh, some critiques, some criticism, some love, maybe some ranks. Of them as well. So today, what we have is Marvin Bagley the third. He is a freshman on Duke. Okay, and he went out there. He rapped over that song "Breathe," and uh, I don't think it's that bad. All right. So here's what we do. We're gonna check it out, and then I want to hear what my man Chris Bavona has to say. I want to hear what Danny Otto has to say because you know, actually, we're comparing it up against Chris Venture, so it better be good, right? So uh, without further ado, let's play a little Marvin Bagley the Third. He is a Duke freshman. He's got bars over that breathe track. Let me, let me know what you think. It's your boy and be up on the track. I'm coming back harder than ever. I'm so cold, go grab you with sweater. I think they know better. They come at me sideways, going down highways, chilling with the Yukon in the driveway. I've been balling, doing beaming ever since I was a toddler. Don't overthink it, always keep it simple. Word to mama, I'm a hooper and a scholar. Thank you, Lord, but it's not as they try to stop me from balling. They really hate it, I'm honored, and I try to keep it silent. 
Now I'm breaking my silence and then they try to hold me down But I'm flying higher than positive They told me stay positive I stay positive But I ain't no more positivity They know what time it is and they ain't wanna go Yeah I get it, yeah I know Posting all the on Twitter, man Shout out to Scott Bordeaux But it don't bother me I just wanted y'all to see That it's something more than hope And this a bigger, better me This world is full of jealousy And they got the tendencies that hate all right, that was a little taste right there, Martin Begley the third. I gotta tell you something, not bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Listen, I'm listen. I'm a New Yorker. All right, when it comes down to it, to be honest, when people ask me what I am nationality wise, I answer back New Yorker. All right, until I get the 23 and me back in a couple of weeks, that's my answer, right? So New York hip-hop, New York rap is a little bit of a faster flow, a little bit more lyricism over the beats. A lot of these rappers these days are doing that southern rap, that trap house rap. You heard it with Cole Beasley. You heard it with Le'Veon Bell. I like what I'm hearing out of this kid. What do you guys think down there in the fantasy pit of misery? I would put Marvin Bagley ahead of Le'Veon Bell, ahead of... Chris Ventra, maybe even ahead of Cole Beasley. What do you guys think down there in the fantasy pit of misery? I absolutely agree with this wholeheartedly. I mean, but also, Dane, I'm like you. I like the New York type of hip-hop. Yeah. I like that fast-paced beat. I and this like was that. obviously over fabulous with that exactly. song Breathe. So, you know, it was, it was uh, set up to be more like, a, uh, more like that flow over a New York beat. Exactly. You know what? I gotta listen to Iman Shumpert again because okay. I'm not sure. Does he? Does he? He's a, a little bit more of a slower rapper. Yeah, he's he's, he a, is. he's Southern hospitality type. Yes, he absolutely yeah. is. You are correct I don't on like that. That trap stuff. So like, it's it, it's just like a, a, a personal thing that I don't like it. So like, I don't like that Cole Beasley that rap. It's okay. Yeah. Like, I think I'll tell you one thing. Cole Beasley, hell of a better rapper than Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, Oof. to me, Oof. as you call him, blunts blunt. Guts trash. Wow, I that is Chris Pavona, the manimal, throwing shade at Juice. And I'm Le'Veon not saying that I'm a good Bell. rapper. No, no, no. no, no. Let's not get into that. that. <laughs> Let's not get into that. We already heard Chris Venture's attempt at it. You may hear Speed's spitting statistician when all is said and done, but that's another topic for another day. So, uh,. We got Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Danny is actually a musician himself, although I do believe it is a different genre. Danny, do we have you down there? What did you think about uh, Marvin Bagley? I liked it. Yeah? I thought it was great. Yeah, I I was pretty much echoing exactly what Chris was saying. I I mean, I was definitely into it, and I got to say this, and I hate to say it because Venture's not here. Uh Uh-huh. He was better than Venture. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think, I think. Listen, we're gonna be playing different athlete rap uh, verses and tracks, you know, throughout the rest of the winter, right? And I think we have to establish the continuum here, right? So, yes, we know he was better than Ventra. <laughs> Ventra has to be like over here, right, on one side of the continuum. Over here, a lot of people believe that Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar, is the best athlete rapper. So, you know, we got Chris Ventra. We got Damian Lillard. I would put Marvin Bagley, like, 
in here somewhere, like better than the 50th percentile, if you want to know the truth. I also would put him above Le'Veon Bell. I also would put him above Cole Beasley. So it's very interesting. However, you know who I would not put him above? Shout out to the stats over Beat Cypher, our boy Young Kaz, and the effect right there. You got We got to check in with those guys, see what they're doing, because I, I would put them above what we just heard, even from uh, Marvin Bagley the third. But, you know, if he uh, doesn't get drafted, maybe he's got a uh, another budding career. All right, when we come back, here's what we're going to do. We're going to check back in on the poll. We're going to check in with Danny Otto, see if anybody's saying anything with the stats over Beat Cypher. And I've been teasing this story for a couple of days. Derek Jeter is doing more to alienate Marlins fans than just trade the players away. I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back after this. It is the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So many ways to hear us, so many ways to watch us. Pick one and then watch it every day from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, we talk Jeter, we talk polls, and we tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. Fantasy freestyle. The Spurs are still the three seed in the Western Conference right now, but I wonder they're not going to be able to get past Houston or get past Golden State without Kawhi Leonard. You're starting to hear cracks in the Spurs facades similar very much to the New England Patriots. We're talking about 15, 20 years of a run literally at the top of the sport. Might it be coming to a close in San Antonio? Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My neck, my back. Known as the DeMarco Murray song right here. A little Kia action. Or anybody else that is uh, injured all the time. Maybe Kawhi Leonard fits the bill as well. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here. The spitting statistician, stable genius, speeds, Dane Martinez in the building. Big shout out as always to my man, the manimal, Chris Bavona. Also, we got Danny Otto down there. Danny StubHub. Down there in the fantasy pit of misery, holding me down. We got a poll question up. As I said, which of these teams with the drama do you uh, find more concerning? 22% of you think that both are an issue. 36% say the Cavs when love. 20% say the Spurs and Kawhi. So if you add them up, 42% think that the Spurs have an issue on their hands. And 58% of you think that the Cavs have an issue on their hands. Big shout out, as usual, to Clayton Trahan out there always responding to our polls and saying this time, anything but another Cavs-Warriors final and I'll be happy. Glad to see my Celtics have become a legit contender. I think you make a good point, Clayton, but I got to respond to you because you're saying anything but another Cavs-Warriors final. You got a lot of people in the NFL saying anything but another Patriots championship, and I'll be happy. You, however, get to bask in the glory of yet another, at least, AFC conference championship. The last thing I want to tell you before we get out of here today, I've been teasing it for a couple of days. I want to push it back to tomorrow, but I'll let you know right now. Derek Jeter since he's bought the Marlins, listen, they've traded Giancarlo Stanton. They've traded D. Gordon. They've traded Marcel Ozuna. If you are a Marlins fan right now, you are not happy with the captain because he's, he's eviscerating your team. You know what else he's doing? He's taking away your statues in the stadium. 
in left center field out there in the Marlins Park, they have that huge, like, pastel color thing. It looks like a dolphin almost that pops out when Marlins hit a home run. Well, it's named Homer. And it was a $2.5 million statue to commission, um, you know, back in 2012 when they opened up the park. Uh, this was designed by the pop artist named Red Grooms. Well, Jeter's working to take it down. He thinks it's an eyesore. And guess who he has as an ally? The mayor of Miami. Carlos Jimenez likes this idea. He said, uh, I just don't think they're that crazy about it. Because he met with Jeter in the front office earlier this week. And they says, I'm not a fan. We're looking at it. We're looking to see if anything can be done. So fans are split on this. Some fans think it's like, prototypical Miami and really love it. Other fans think it's kind of like garish, you know, to be quite honest. It's like that house in the neighborhood with the Halloween decorations or the uh, Christmas decorations that go overboard and get a little tacky. I think it's very tacky out there in left center field. And Jeter is coming in now, and he's trying to find a way to remove this $2.5 million statue in the ballpark. So if you're a Marlins fan, and they're trading away Ozuna and Stanton and Gordon, there's rumors out there that they're going to be trading Christian Yelich and JT Realmuto as well. And they're going to take away this uh, the statue in the stadium? I'm pretty pissed off if I am a Marlins fan. He's got this, the mayor now as an ally, Carlos Jimenez. Carlos Jimenez has been a foe of the team for a long time. He opposed public funding. There was like a $515 million uh, funding package when the stadium was going to get built in 2009. He was against that. He even wrote his opposition to that to become the mayor. He got elected in 2011 on the basis of his opposition for the public funding on the stadium. So he's kind of been against the Marlins and Loria for a while. And now he's got kind of new ownership and he's if he could saddle up to them to once again stick it to the Florida Marlins, this time in the form of maybe removing Homer, their $2.5 million statue out there in left center field. We'll keep an eye out on that, much like we keep an eye out on everything, because here on the Freestyle, your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, can talk about anything. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl. Because we got no football going on, but we got a Pro Bowl to talk about. Do you want to play it in DFS? What about that skills competition? Remember the dodgeball game last year? We'll talk about that as well. I'll see you all tomorrow. Fantasy Freestyle. I'm out. Peace.